Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome, and we are excited about this show. It's a lovely snowy day in the D.C. area, and man, do I miss that beautiful weather in Mexico on the Marketers Cruise. So here we are with a big, big show from actually two guests we either met or rekindled uh, conversations with at Author Millionaire. Special thanks to Greg Jacobson, a uh, Jack Canfield keynote speaker opportunity to meet the man who has created so much uh, inspiration and the people that actually experienced him were just the best audience and they stayed in the room the entire two days so there was just uh, so much activity in the room that we have a couple of the leaders that we met there that we're bringing on the show and we were just recently at a nice event in California we, California three times in the last couple of weeks and it was Michael Griffith's uh, referral marketing guru workshop and Andrea uh, you were at that event but before we go to that I don't want to forget to say you're one of the sponsors of the show the Red Carpet Connection as well as the Keep Smiling Movement and Big Events USA so Andrea what was your take on that workshop? You know I was really blessed to have been there um, it is kind of funny that we were back in Long Beach again <laughs> Three different weekends in a row. Um, uh, however, it was definitely worth the long haul to get back. Uh, the, uh, the caliber of people there were pretty awesome and uh, looking forward to having them on the show in the future, like Jake uh, Bollinger, who spoke at you know hundreds, literally thousands of colleges and schools and events all over the world to um, the other people that were in real estate and other things as far as you know, really taking that ability to meet up with people and take um, our referral systems to a higher level. So Michael's doing a really great job both in Australia and throughout the United States by expanding upon that. So I really enjoyed that. And it gave me an opportunity to think about going back and recapping what you and I have available to the world, Ken, and how we can take that and uh, 100x that ourselves, just like with the Keep Smiling movement. Well, this workshop was cutting edge as far as creating an, an income of anywhere from 10000 to 150000 a month, depending on what you're up to and how big of an audience and how big of a funnel you want to create. And he really broke down uh, through diagrams and logic and really simple scripts how to build this uh, this income per month. Uh, by focusing on building your audience, educating, nurturing, and indoctrinating your office on it so that when they're ready to have a conversation with you, they're really ready to have a conversation to work with you. So I really appreciated him, and I, I, I missed that workshop because it's one of those workshops that when you leave, the information was so good, you're like, can we do a replay? So I am probably going to attend every workshop that's in the United States and hopefully even the ones in Australia just so that it becomes really a part of my habit. Uh, it's it's almost like a referral workout that you implement every day for really 15 minutes to an hour that completely changes your abundance and your impact with your uh, audience as well as the world. And what I love so much about it is that people would say, I don't know if I have time for this. And I I asked someone, if you don't have time to make, you know, an extra 20000 a month, 
uh, doing an hour's worth of work, I, I think you're missing the boat on how much opportunity there is in doing this system. So I was I was really blown away at how effective it is. Yeah, he really did write up a nice uh, curriculum. There's several things that I've heard of or known about in the past, but his personal take on them and the way he made them interactive with his curriculum was um, pretty awesome. So, um, yeah, they also refer to it as the partnership club. And so, you know, you're, you're right, Ken, uh, it's definitely club med <laughs> for business entrepreneurs because then they'll be able to afford to do that and live the lifestyle that they want to by maximizing their relationships. So it's a good, it's a good fit. And so I'm super excited that we made that relationship with him. And we met him originally um, a year ago almost at TNC, Traffic and Conversion. So, um, yeah, that actually, actually that that's... Trip. That's a good point because Traffic and Conversion is an event that's coming up in San Diego area. Um, Ryan Dice from Digital Marketer put this on some, I don't know, 10 years ago. I'm not exactly sure how long ago, but it has grown to be one of the biggest uh, marketing events, conferences you can attend. It's certainly high-end. It attracts the biggest and best thought leaders and speakers in the world. And I am so excited because last year we were a media sponsor, got a table, and you were at the table while I was perusing the event to find influencers and speakers to take photographs of and or stage. There's so many stages to cover at this event. And you got to speak to Michael Griffith for however many minutes, but you turned him over to me. I got to meet him for a whopping minute or two, took a picture of him with a key smiling card, stayed in touch with him, was just absolutely blown away by his system for creating abundance. I've just never seen anything this effective quite frankly. And in studying this for over three years, I am just very excited to be not only working with him, but having the opportunity to possibly JV and partner with him. So let's get to uh, an, uh, our guest who we met, not only at Author Millionaire, but we have had now, I think, if I recall, five or six shows related to Author Millionaire, so that it was a high-impact event also. And I already can't wait for next year. Uh, Greg has at least informally announced that there will be same show, same year, same location. I mean, I'm sorry, same same time of year, uh, location next year in San Diego or Orange County area. And you will not want to miss this. Uh, we, I would predict that he's going to probably get five times the amount of people getting this event. He'll sell out for this event. So that's really cool. So yeah, let's, uh, let's, awesome. let's go ahead and introduce Karen. Well, Karen Solomon, uh, we actually, you introduced her to me at Traffic and Conversion because you knew that I would maybe need a little bit of a break or some assistance at the traffic and conversion table. So that's where I met Karen Solomon <laughs> myself. But let's let the rest of the world know about what other things she does besides help out friends once in a while. So uh, Carolyn, uh, Car- excuse me, Karen Solomon has a genuine warmth and curiosity and enthusiasm that inspires her clients, her students, and friends to play a bigger game in life and to have a blast along the way. After helping them get clear about an irresistible life that they desire, she teaches them how to ask for what they want and go out and get it. She's really committed to helping people create the relationships they've always wanted inside their current one or when manifesting a brand new one. She's very down-to-earth, great sense of humor, super fun, uh, super enjoy her. And she uh, not only has been teaching people that it, you can be sexy, sassy, and fun over 50, but now she's been working with um, men as well and really focusing on helping them have a different life and creating the life that they want. So, Karen, welcome to the show. So happy to have you. Thank you, guys. Really good to be here. You know, Karen, we met first uh, at Greg Reed's Secret Knock and then second 
and third time. And every time I saw you there, you're this huge energy force that really has a one of the most beautiful smiles. And you really do bring a leadership type of power to the events you attend. So I'm excited to have you on the show. And thank you so much last year at TNC for uh, introducing me to your friend who is a powerhouse as well and helping us really manage that table because there was just so much opportunity there. Yeah, it's fun to be there. That was that was pretty. Um, what I didn't know, I didn't know. I sort of learned that I really don't know it <laughs> at TNC. Oh my goodness! Had you been there before? No, I hadn't, and it was it was quite daunting. What's going on in the digital universe? Oof. Are we going to be able to convince you to come again? Um, probably not available this year, but we can talk. <laughs> okay. Well, let, let's first start off by really introducing you to our audience. So who are you from a standpoint of uh, where you were born and how you became who you are? <laughs> you know, it's a funny thing. I um, Actually, I was born on an Air Force base in France in between wars, and my dad was a flight surgeon. And I, so I literally spent the first 14 months of my life in the back of a 1957 Volkswagen Bug which my dad turned into a playpen for me. So I tra- you know, traveled all over Europe those 14 months, and that definitely put the travel bug in me. Grew up in the Boston area after those first 14 months. Graduated high school. Well, uh, didn't quite make it to public high school. Went to a hippie high school. Met a boy who invited me to go to Nepal, which sounded way more fun than college. So I thought, I'll go to college later. And you can imagine how well that went over with my doctor dad. What do you mean you're not <laughs> going to college? Sorry, Dad, in love, going to Nepal. This was the 70s, so I did. I hitchhiked from Munich to Kathmandu. And um, as I was just finishing that book, it was a very funny experience. I, my dad asked me when I got back home from that trip and handed me a shoebox with the 76 letters I'd written home to friends and family. And mind you, when I got back, I was only 19. And he said, I want a book, kid. So I thought, what better time to do that than when Dad turned 90 last year? So I handed it to him on wow. his... On his 90th birthday in May, and I have this book in my hand. It's on Kindle as well, Hitchhiking to Kathmandu. But you asked, I, it's a long answer to your question, Ken, but what I realize is I've always been a bit of a maverick, haha. And um, I lived vicariously through me in editing the 90,000 words I wrote in the 70s. And what I realize is one of the themes of my life is that I absolutely love people and places and new adventures and sharing smiles with people, which is one way we really connect. Because that's just a, you know, if you can't speak a language, what else are you going to do? Make eye contact and smile. And that's kind of, and then I became a credentialed teacher so that I could make a difference in lives with a more directed way. So. Well, I'm very interested in the fact that you show up at events that are transformational. And let's start with Secret Knock and then let's see where that takes us. So, how did you find about Secret Knock and what did that do? to change your life or inspire you to step up to another level. Oh, cool. Yeah, thanks. So I had just moved to, I had spent, um, after growing up in New England, going to the University of Vermont, I spent over 30 years in the Bay Area. And I had just moved a few months prior to, at the end of 2014, so I think it was 2015 at Secret Knock that I met you, Ken. And I had just moved here to the San Diego area where here is, and my friend Brian Smith, who was a new friend, I'd met him at a, some conference where he was speaking, he said, hey, you're going to go to Secret Knock? Come on, come on along. So I actually went as Brian's guest that first time. 
not mm. knowing any idea it was a secret, right? I didn't know what it was. So I went to Secret Knock, and it was like, oh, my God, these are some of my peeps, you know, powerful people, committed to transformation, leaders making a difference, because I did the EST training as soon as I got to San Francisco and when I was 27 years old, you know, prior to becoming a landmark forum. So really, most of my adult life has been about transformation. So for me, to find thought leaders who are completely ingrained and integrated with their transformational messages was just such an inspiring place to be. Well, since you bring up Eston Landmark, our audience may not know that experience that well. Can you give a one or two minutes synopsis of what it is and how you actually uh, grew with that experience? Sure. No, it's a good idea. So, you know, I grew up in a, um, a highly educated northeastern um, family where education was, you know, touted as what there was to do. But I always thought there must be something more than just academic education. And when I moved to the San Francisco, um, a friend of mine who I'd gone to the University of Vermont with invited me to this guest event, to this thing. It was a seminar, basically. And he invited me to this thing, and I heard some stuff that night. They were, they were talking about a weekend, upcoming weekend. And they said, here's a place where you will, you will hear and learn about things that you didn't know you didn't know, which is kind of what I said about traffic and conversions. In other words, there's worlds out there outside. We all know that rocket science exists. We might not know anything about rocket science, but we certainly know that it's a science and there were space shuttles and all that kind of stuff, but we might not know about it. But then there's a whole realm about interpersonal relationships and um, that I'm so interested in. I've always been most interested, as I said, most interested in human beings and connection. And there's a whole realm of learning, if you will, learning and perceiving that is not taught in regular academia. And I found some rooms where it is taught, educational forums where it is taught. So um, S, standing for Earhart Seminar Technologies, was started by a man named Werner Earhart back in the 60s, and it since has become something called the Landmark Forum, where you can look up landmark education. But really what it is, it's a way to learn other things about yourself. And that just started me on a um, lifelong learning adventure in my own personal development. And one thing, and I'll just, and then what else? Yeah, Landmark and Est, I covered those for you. Did that help, Ken? It did. I would like to just expand that um, what you said is definitely accurate, but to go beyond that, uh, Landmark is about creating a conversation, a possibility, and actually learning how to listen and really truly listen so you're present so that whatever you're hearing, you can really have power. And that power could be in serving, that power could be in understanding, that power could be in solving problems. So uh, what Karen's speaking of is the ultimate transformation and I have a question to pose I wasn't even planning to, but this is pretty cool because you're having me really think about a small epiphany about prejudice or fear or alienation. And I speculate, based on what you just said, that if people went through landmark education from a standpoint of finding out what they don't know they don't know, because it's impossible to know that until you actually explore it, would there be discrimination? Would there be fear of differences if people experienced landmark education? What do you think? Wonderful question, and I actually am in that inquiry quite a bit. Um, It's not a quick answer, but what comes up for me, Ken, is I send a lot of my clients to Landmark. 
okay, because I feel like I can take them a lot further if they go and have those three days. Mm-hmm. Um, because you, uh, you, when you find yourself in a room with 50, 60, 100, 200 people from all different walks of life, and then boom, you find you have a commonality of being feeling vulnerable and having painful things that you experienced as a child, that you, from being bullied or maybe losing a parent when you were young. And all of a sudden, what you thought was somebody who was maybe of a different color or a different socioeconomic strata, all of a sudden you find out, wow, they're just like a person like I am. They have lives and loves and family and fears and pain. And it's kind of like if you take that microcosm and amplify it out to what you were just saying, and you get the different religions of the world and the, and the, and the country you know, lines and borders and belief systems and walls. And you know, it's all of a sudden, if we just could sit in a room and realize, oh, they have children. Oh, wow, they're just like me, even though they look different and speak differently. And I think that's one of the things that happens in there. We're taken out of the little environments that we all each grew up, our small palette of our own family, our own um, belief systems and cultures and churches and schools that we personally experienced. And you're, you're, you're thrown into a milieu um, where there's a whole bunch of different ones, like a big melting pot. Is that... Is that that was off the cuff. I wasn't planning on that either, Ken. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say this is not an endorsement for landmark education, but what it not is, at all. yeah, what it is is uh, almost a rabbit, <laughs> a rabbit hole that we're going down to just really have a conversation about how to be powerful and and being powerful. We both, in fact, Andre as well, has gone through landmark education and. I'm just contemplating really a, a, a sweet way of saying this is if you'd like to experience an event that causes you to actually really analyze what love is and also um, the human experience because the human experience is what Karen was just speaking of is someone stands up and says they haven't talked to their father in 12 years or they have this anguish. Everyone in the room gets sentimental because they actually relate that they know someone or they actually experience themselves. So it's a very moving experience at the end of the, the, uh, the forum you actually want to share it. And in sharing it, you cause other people to become more open-minded to love and possibility and create a life that they do love, To not to be redundant, but that is actually what you're doing with this experiment and the experience is creating a life hey, you love. Ken? Yes. Hey, Ken? Can yes. I, can I jump forward, because we kind of did go down that rabbit hole, and just say what that led me to that led to who I am today? I would love that, and then we're going to go to your book. Okay, great. So... In 1991, I was in my mid-30s, very much wanting a relationship, and I was living in Northern California, and a friend of mine invited me to an event. He said, hey, I can't, it was just a friend, just a platonic business buddy, actually, and he said, hey, would you be my plus one at this event, because I can only go if I bring a woman. And I found myself at at a training about relationships and intimacy. And I was so moved that night because, again, just like when in my 20s, and here I was in my mid-30s, 10 years later, realizing there was a whole bunch of stuff I didn't know that I didn't know about intimacy. And I was so touched that I was in tears, a combination of grief, the intimacy I hadn't experienced yet in my life in my mid-30s, and joy at what might be possible. So I dove into that field of study as it was specifically related to intimacy and relationship. I studied with many different teachers in um, 
many different teachers in tantra, tantra intimacy trainings, and David Data, and something called More University, and it goes on and on. And I talked more about them in my book. But what happened was, I, I'm a teacher. I'm a school teacher. I love to teach. And it's what I know how to do. And what I know how to do is teach what I know. And I learned so much about relationship. Met a man in that world that I spent the next almost two decades with, and we're still best of friends, though we're divorced. But when I did divorce, even though it was amicable, it was the hardest freaking thing I'd ever done in my late 50s. So come back to the book, Ken, the other book, not the Nepal book, the, uh, my, my, my important story, which I call Sexy, Sassy, and Starting Over, because a lot of people think when someone's in their late 50s and divorced, a lot of women, you know, postmenopausal, et cetera, men are like, who am I now? And so that's why I wrote that book, was exploring who was I now that I was no longer married and living in a big house and having, you know, all the different trappings that went with that life. Here I was single 600 miles south of where I'd lived for three decades, forging a new life for myself as a coach, as a speaker, now as an author. And it's been um, challenging. But yeah, so you want to ask me about the book specifically, Ken? I do. I, well, let's, let's uh, share with the audience how people can actually follow you since you've shared enough about yourself. How can people connect with you and just go and throw in uh, how they can look at the book? Great. Yeah, well, um, my website's the best way to find both you know, the book and me, and it's called Success Appeal, just like that, successappeal.com, um, or my name, which is Karen Solomon, but you'll see that on the link for the radio. So it's successappeal.com, and there um, you can contact me there, I'd be, and I'd be happy to offer any of, any of you a conversation, you know, no no commitment. Um, just talk to you about your life, your love, your relationship. And I will add, Ken, that um, I have been a style consultant. I call myself a life, love, and style strategist, but I've been an image consultant doing makeovers for people since the mid-80s. And so basically, I've just that is now part of my helping people redo their lives after divorce, particularly men, as, as Andrea alluded to. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, what they can actually benefit from in the book. So give a couple of things sure. that would be right for the reader. Well, I call to... the book Recipes for a Sweet and Savory Life After Divorce, and the recipes are metaphors. And I tell my story, I tell the story of other friends of mine, people, you know, just other people I know and what they've gone through. And basically what I sprinkle throughout a book, it's not a big fat book, but it's a, a book pretty dense in its um, specific techniques, there's communication styles, there's recipes for turning strangers into friends if you're a shy person like Ken. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> recipe for, like, you know what, particularly on page, I'm looking at page 39 of my book, there's a recipe for what I call artful communication, which works from the bedroom to the boardroom, and it's really when you want something from someone, no matter how well you know them, or when you don't like something they did, and you want them to do it a different way, the best strategy is to use what I call artful communication. It's a recipe in my book. It's first you appreciate them. Like, Ken, I absolutely love that you um, did the dishes tonight. Thank you. Hey, would you be willing to wipe the counters? Thanks so much. Meaning what I did, instead of saying, hey, you forgot to wipe the counters and didn't even acknowledge them for doing the dishes, first you find somebody, right? Ken, you have a little boy. Don't you find it works better when you first tell him what a great job he did rather than tell him uh, you spilled your milk, you silly kid? 
Is it better to tell him he did something great, like tried to pour it himself first? So it really is just practical information that works particularly well. Um, tried and true. Tried and true things that I put together that have worked for me and my clients. So, That's awesome. Recipes. Well, let's give a little shout out to Rena. Uh, uh, Katab, because you brought her into the TNC experience, and she's one of the people that you are you mentor. Is that correct? I do. Marina Katab is an absolute extraordinary. She goes by Eco Goddess. I go by Success Appeal on Instagram and my Facebook page. She is the Eco Goddess, and she's an extraordinary 24 year old woman who is making a big difference in the world of zero waste and, and, and anti-consumerism. And she's really walks her talk. And she's an extraordinary young woman who gives a lot of lectures and speeches. And, is, and as you know, Ken, once you're an influencer, you're wanted in a lot of different places. And it's my pleasure to mentor young leaders. <laughs> One of my absolute pleasures in life. And you go to some pretty cool events, uh, really extraordinary events, creative events. So would you share uh, for the listeners, what events would really broaden their mind? We mentioned Landmark as one. We mentioned TNC as a different com- uh, kind of conversation. But what are some of those cool events you go to that you've been going well, I to? I love the one that I met you, that I most recently saw you at, you and Andrea. Um, and that was the summit event with your friend Greg. And I'm definitely going to go to the one in L.A. Will I see you there, Ken, the City Summit? Yes, I am apparently oh. speaking at City Summit, so I hope I'm there. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, so I'll see you there in Los Angeles, which is, I think, in a week and a half or t- almost two weeks. Back in California, one way to get out of winter. Good job. Um, <laughs> and um, that's an exciting one. And, you know, my calendar is not that full of events because I haven't had my private, you know, 15 minutes every couple of months talk conversation with you to tell me where to go, Ken. Well, what events have you gone to in the last year or two that are very mind-opening? We had discussed them uh, recently, I guess a couple months ago. So I was just wondering if you want to share that experience. I sadly missed Secret Knock, which is a blast and completely sold out. I saw that email the other day. So that's moot for people who think they want to get to an event. Um, gosh, um, I feel silly that I'm sort of drawing. Are you, are you like the seven-day experience in the desert? Does that help? Seven-day experience in the desert. You got me. Well, we're pe- okay. Where people um, are extraordinary and lovely. Oh, yeah, and they- sorry. <laughs> you want me to talk about Burning Man, Ken? I do. I do. Because <laughs> one of the reasons I want you to talk about it is because you're going to actually inspire me to plan that as a very important bucket list item in my life this year. Then you have to make sure you're on the list of um, of, prof- of professional photographers for that. Um, Amen. Burning Man, it's, a, it's an art and uh, music festival in the Black Rock Desert outside Reno, Nevada. And it's been going since the late, and since the 70s. And it's a really mar- I have not been since 2009, and now it's doubled in size since I've last been, which is about 35,000 people. Now it's 70. But I think the best thing to do is go to burningman.org because there's no way I can wrap this up in one minute and tell you about Burning Man other than the fact that I went through what it takes to go there, which is a heck of a lot. You have to bring everything with you. The only thing they sell there is coffee, tea, and ice. That's it. And they have porta-potties. But that's it. You have to bring everything else in its extreme conditions. But it is one of the most mind-expanding, extraordinary experience. And Ken, I just read a book, if you haven't read this, called Stealing Fire. It's a business leadership book, and it ta- it's, it's how 
the Silicon Valley, the Navy SEALs, and Maverick Scientists, the Revolutionizing the Way We Live and Work. That's the title. But they talk about Burning Man in that book. So if people are are at all intrigued, read that leadership book and go to burningman.org. Best I can do on that one. Well, (laughs) the reason I brought that up and uh, did it the way I did is because you shared photos of your experience and other people's experiences there, and my mouth just dropped. I had seen really amazing experiences there but you really gave me the (laughs) you got to do this and so i didn't know that you hadn't been there since 2009 so maybe we'll both make it a bucket list to experience burning man in 2019 or to warm it up for 2020 i don't know which but thank you so much for likely but i gotcha (laughs) okay so first of all thank you for being a great friend and thank you for making me feel at home in San Diego because when I've needed help in finding places or uh, places to eat or anything, you've always been really a great resource and I just appreciate you so much. And just the fact that you are always there to help me with uh, opportunities. Also wonderful. That's why I want to invite you to author millionaire because you really do have a millionaire mindset of actually creating and co-creating abundance. So thank you, Karen. Thank you. And I'll look forward to anybody who'd like to have a conversation with me. Okay, and how do they reach you again? Successappeal.com or KarenSolomon.com. It gets you to the same place. And also on Instagram, it's at Successappeal. And I would, it would be my pleasure to meet any of your friends and listeners, Ken. You got it. And uh, we're going to uh, go to break. And before we do, I just want to say, if you want to stay on the line for the end of the show, we have something called Rapid Fire where we ask questions that uh, give more gold nuggets to the audience of things that change your life, books, etc. So uh, feel free to hang on the line. We'll be back in a couple minutes. This show has been brought to you by Big Events USA, the Key Smiling Movement, and the Red Carpet Connection. See you in a couple minutes. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, we are back. This is Ken Roshan with Amplified, uh, sponsored by Big Events USA, Key Smiling Movement, and the Red Carpet Connection. And we have a second guest who is just phenomenal, also someone we uh, were able to reconnect or connect with at Author Millionaire. And I'm going to turn it over to Andreas so we can get that bio read real quickly. And then we're going to finish the show with the rapid fire. And both guests have agreed to be on the, the panel of rapid fire. So, Andrea, would you rec- introduce, please? 
Absolutely. So we have Megan Fenyo. Megan Fenyo is a veteran, so kudos to you, a licensed clinical social worker, a transformational mindset coach, a professional speaker, and the host of the Blonde Bombshell podcast and a founder of the I Am Enough movement. She's an Amazon bestselling author, and she recently published her book, You Are Enough, Five Steps to Move from Struggles to Strength. And she's been featured on the Jenny McCarthy Show and other TV and radio shows and other magazines. And she has been absolutely amazing to come on. And uh, I've had, I had a chance to read the book, and, and she's a great, beautiful woman. Uh, Megan, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have your presence. Thank you so much for having me. It is a true honor. So, for the audience's sake, I just want to let you know that when Megan found out she was going to be on the show, she got so choked up that her voice <laughs> may be a little raspy. And I want to thank you, first of all, for your service, Megan. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And also, thank you for being really the trooper because someone that is a little choked up and has some voice constraints sometimes would say, can we reschedule? So that really says a lot about you. So thank you for making our show powerful. And we can, of course, uh, show the difference of someone who's choked up and someone that is actually free of being choked up at a later time. So consider this your first invite to Amplified. And, you know, after you invite, and after you invite me to, uh, that I'm blonde enough, okay, because, you know, I'm pretty much a natural blonde, then uh, we'll get you back on the show again, too. (laughs) So I do have to give Andrea just a quick, props because she was like this morning the show must go on so if it wasn't for her I probably would have rescheduled so thank you Andrea for um letting me you know just encouraging me to be here this morning (laughs) well I knew that you had a great (laughs) message to share and I didn't want to let anything hold you back yeah and and by the way I appreciate that your message is so important that it, uh, a reschedule sometimes is just too long and it cheats people of actually the amazing things you're doing. I think uh, You Are Enough is a message by itself. But uh, did yeah. you know that we have done a Keep Smiling Veteran edition? I, I think you briefly brought that up to me, but I haven't looked into it. That's amazing. I definitely want to get involved with that. Well, I think you have so much to share with regards to the Keep Smiling movement because your message of you are enough, but also the fact that you've served and that you're a mm-hmm. speaker and leader is, is really what people don't realize they have the capability of doing what you're doing or what we're doing. They just don't know it because of fear or because of what mm-hmm. Karen talked about earlier of what they don't know they don't know. So uh, mm-hmm. let's start off with uh, some acknowledgement for how we met. It was Author Millionaire, right? It was actually City Summit. I was a highlighted speaker at City Summit, and you had taken an amazing picture of me, which is now actually my Facebook picture um, of me when I was speaking. And I didn't know you, uh, but a mutual friend, Linda, had tagged me in it, and then we became friends, and you so graciously invited me to, you know, Millionaire Author Summit, which literally, honestly... I'm still like on this high from, and it's, and it's literally got me on this new, you know, exciting path in my life. Um, so I am so forever grateful for that. So thank you so much. Well, I, I accept that. Thank you. I, I do want to uh, redirect it to who really deserves it. And that's Greg Jacobson. Greg Jacobson uh, yes. is a person that extended the invitation to me to 
invite people that were important to me or that would enhance the event or were making a difference in the world. And you certainly are all three of those. But I I, I was able to get some tickets from Greg to give them to people like you that are doing such a great job in making a difference in the world. So how lucky am I that he was that gracious? Yes, seriously. How lucky are we both? Right. Well, thank you so much, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because it's funny. I've known Greg for three years, and he chose me as one of really a coveted spot of actually a trusted speaker that's not going to pitch and just share their heart and mm-hmm. cause transformation more from a leadership and legacy standpoint, meaning that he really wanted yeah. people to look at what they're doing in life and how they can actually download that from their mind and their heart to cause mm-hmm. more inspiration. And I'll tell you, mm-hmm. I, I have never worked with someone who is so low stress and so high impact. He is just so genuine on stage that I, I was so excited when he said he'd do a second event. I don't know if you know this, but before the event started, he says, this is my first and my last event. I just want to do an event. You know, and I was like, dude, <laughs> you That was so his many first event? That was his first, and at that point, his last oh. event. He was—he wasn't even considering doing a last event. That's what's <laughs> funny. I—I <laughs> I just I cannot believe it because I didn't know what to expect, and I walked in there, and I like I still get chills. I was there with my friend Chantel, and I was like, "How am I here?" Because it was such a small—I mean, I don't want to say small, but it was a small, intimate. It was, event it was intimate. Where it was one fifty. It was one hundred fifty people in that room or less. And. And the speakers, like, were so gracious. And, I mean, I got, like, information that would have cost me thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And I'm sitting there, and I remember, Ken, you saw me. You're like, you're just here or there everywhere. And I was trying to, like, get as much as I could from that event because it was phenomenal. I I still, like, and I kept telling Chantel, like, I'm like, how am I here? Like, because it was just the information and the speakers were so gracious and talked to each of us individually. It was, it was just awesome. And then to meet one of my mentors, Jack Canfield, oh, it was a bucket list item that I got to take off my bucket list. It was amazing. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Well, uh, just so you yeah. know, you're, you're there for several reasons. One is obviously Ryan <laughs> Long, who created an opportunity for us to meet. The second reason yeah. is because you live in the area and I did a search on Facebook and mm-hmm. said, oh my gosh, we're friends. And I looked into you and I was like, you know what? This is a person I would love to invite. If I can only have so many tickets, I'm inviting her. And the third reason, which is the most yeah. important reason, is you you didn't question it. You just did it. You just did it. You said yes. Oh, yeah. But that's a big step. Oh, yeah. When- so many people are in the no, I don't know. Yeah. Not the yes, I believe. Well, and I, and I appreciate you saying that because I'm still a new entrepreneur, you know, I'm, I'm going on a year and a half, um, being 39 years old and leaving corporate America as a therapist, making six figures to saying that I'm enough to do this as an entrepreneur. So the experience that I've had over the last year with people like you that have been gracious to say, so, you know, here you go, I would never say no to an event or to an opportunity because I'm still learning, you know, and... It's so important. So, yeah, of course, there's some fear going into different events and things, not knowing someone and or not knowing people and kind of still feeling like a newbie. But, I mean, it's just been such an amazing year and a half for me. Well, I, I want to say something that I said on stage that you heard and you raced 
to mm-hmm. see me after the uh, I spoke, and it was to give me your book. And uh-huh. I want I want to commend you on that because so many people that are authors don't bring their books to events, and you brought the book. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many you gave to people, but I I ascertained that you shared who you are through your book to people that you want to mm-hmm. make a difference with, and that's got you on the mm-hmm. show, by the way. That got you on the show. Well, I have to be, one of my top three values are authenticity, integrity, and honesty. I'm a landmark girl as well, which I loved listening to Karen's interview, um, which actually is part of my book, um, to be honest. It's part of my book, Um, but I have to be honest, I did not bring my books the first day, and it wasn't until I heard you speak that I brought a bunch of them the next day. So I did not have that on my mind. I think maybe there was some, you know, maybe a little bit of vulnerability of like, why would I bring my books to this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But no, because you, you said that, I brought a handful of them next, the next day. And you do realize that that is really true, that because you gave me the book and you gave Andrea the book and probably the other people, you gave really something that goes beyond the event. You get that right? Yeah, thank you. Yes, I do. Thank you so much for that. And I don't know if I've sent the template to you, so I apologize. I've been on the road so much, but I want to make sure you get the template because you are a person that takes action, and who better mm-hmm. to work with in a movement to cause positivity and impact in the world than someone who takes action? So I will talk to you after the show to make sure I've done everything I've said I was going to do for you in okay. getting you the template, okay. the books, because your story as a veteran, your story as a leader, your story as an empowerment person is so needed right now. And well, that's you. that's what actually makes the difference of a Greg Jacobson or someone that is doing an event and they're just trying to make some money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, believe me, um, I, I'm very authentic and struggling 100% financially. And, you know, I, when I speak, I'm, I'm very real about this, but I don't want to pitch when I speak. Um, I don't want to sell things when I speak because my story and my personal story and my journey is what has gotten me to this point in my life. And I never, ever want to lose that because I'm trying to sell something. Um, so I try to do it, you know, on the back end a little bit, but you know, it's very important for me when I speak that it's not something that takes away from my message. You know, I have my books and things like that available to purchase, but I never want to become that person where I lose my story because if it wasn't for my struggles, I wouldn't be in this position right now. I wouldn't have met you and Andrea and all of the amazing people I've met in the last year and a half. So your authenticity speaks to why you're on the show, but your abundance also is the vulnerable part of you speaking sharing that you are struggling like most humans Mm -hmm. and so i want to share something with you that is a gift on the show to you do i have permission oh yes of course okay so don't look at it as you're trying to sell something change the word Mm -hmm. to you're committed to solving problems and committed Mm -hmm. to solving problems is actually someone buying what you're quote-unquote selling to solve that problem because the value is actually that high Mm-hmm. Jack is Jack Canfield is in the abundance he's in because he's not selling. He's not trying to sell. It's right. part of his presentation of how he solves problems. I share that exactly. with you because that's, and that's good. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like that's what draws people to me is my sharing my story and the 
the expertise that I have as a therapist. And so, yeah, I, I probably said that completely wrong, is that when I share my story and, you know, the five steps that I talk about in my book, you know, I'm not selling, but I'm creating value for people that they can actually implement into their life. And that's, that's what I want to focus on. So with that said, first of all, how do people <laughs> connect with you? Um, definitely, they can connect with me just on, um, my, it's just my name, Megan Fenyo. So my website, meganfenyo.com, Megan Fenyo on Instagram, Facebook. Um, I just launched kind of a new movement, um, the I Am Enough movement. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's really exciting, but it's just my name. Very easy, Megan Fenyo. And spell that, please, because I don't know if everyone knows how to spell your name. <laughs> no. no one knows how to spell it or how to pronounce it. But it's just <laughs> S-E-I know. It's like the crazy. And that's my, it's still my married name, which is part of my story, which, anyway, but someday I'll get rid of it. But Senyo, which <laughs> is S-E-N-Y-O-E. And by the way, there is somebody that can say it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. You have a book, and the book has yeah. five gold nuggets. Can you give a brief synopsis of the book? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, just part of my journey is I was active duty, and um, although I was on my bucket list to live in California, so when I was 33, I made this crazy decision to commission as an officer in the Air Force. I had been doing mental health therapy for 10 years, and the only way to get to California was by the Air Force because of my uh, because of my license, and I know Karen is was born in an Air Force base, so thank you to your to yourself and your family and your dad for their service. Um, but anyway, so long story short, I did that. I'm never really looking for a relationship. Um, I've always just been very focused on my career. I've been very blessed in my career, and just I've always been on this new adventure. So I, I moved. So California was stationed at Travis Air Force Base in Northern California, which is so funny because Karen and I, I'm sorry, I keep bringing her up, but we have a lot in common, like especially where our locations. And um, so that's where I was stationed. I got married, met uh, my now ex-husband. It was a whirlwind of a marriage. And um, he had an affair for 14 months of our two and a half year marriage. And... Um, at that time, I didn't realize that I was in a very abusive, narcissistic, abusive marriage, which as a therapist, coming out of it was absolutely horrific and traumatizing. Just as a therapist, because I was like, how did I get into this? But personally, because I'm like, who am I? And that's when the, the thoughts of not being enough came through. I mean, I had those growing up. Um, I have a learning disability and growing up in a somewhat, you know, abusive family, but they really, this thought really wasn't prominent until I went through this. And actually he ended up divorcing me in 2016, but I stayed faithful and committed to him for two years after that because his love bombing that we call and his abuse, his narcissistic abuse was, I was just so wrapped up in it. And I had, I had lost every piece of me and every part of it. So this is kind of where landmark comes into play that I moved to San Diego two years ago to get away from him. And again, that's where the the love bombing and everything got worse. And he came down here in February, almost a year ago this week, February 15th, um, which is when I started writing my book, 
Um, so this is a big, it's a big week for me actually. And um, he basically said, I'm going to, you know, get a job down here and show you that I made the worst decision of my life. And I remember picking him up from the airport and I prayed to God and I said, Lord, if this is not what you want for my life, you have to show me because the affair wasn't enough for me to leave. And sure enough, I found out another thing that he had been doing. And that was the last day I talked to him. I kicked him out. Last day I talked to him was February 15th. Finally, after six years. And I had put off landmarks for so many months because I just, I didn't want to do it. And the next day I signed up for landmark and got my butt back into my own therapy and started writing my book. And so all three of those things were such an amazing part of my journey. And so I call my book to me as my saving grace um, because the five steps that I talk about were steps that I actually worked through in my trauma and rebuilding my life. Um, So sorry, that was kind of not answering your question, but I always think that there's an important backstory into where the book came from um, and why it's such an important part of my journey. Well, it did answer my question. It just didn't answer (laughs) totally the question, which were, where are some of the gold nuggets? And we do have to move to rapid fire pretty soon. So if you could give maybe one to three nuggets real quickly, very quickly, then we can move to rapid fire. Well, the steps, definitely. The steps are, you know, basically when you're in a traumatic event or you're feeling stuck, health, career, relationships, it's really about rediscovering yourself and finding your passion and purpose and learning how to ground those, you know, limiting self-beliefs that keep you stuck, that make you believe that you're not enough. And that's a worldwide epidemic, if you think about it, that it's feeling that we're not good enough to leave a relationship, start a new career, go to the gym, you know, run a marathon. Um, And so the book really helps you work through these steps. So what I love about the book is that it's a journal. So I pose questions at the end of each chapter where you can write your answers, and you can really start rediscovering who you are and really begin to believe that you're enough. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. We want to go to some really, really quick rapid-fire questions. So, uh, Karen, are you there? I'm here. Cool. So, let's go with a book that changed your life very quickly. Um, Be Here Now. (laughs) Ram Dass. Bye. Ram Dass. Thank you. And uh, Megan? Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. Andrea? Um, yes. Can you guys share your favorite quote with us or your mantra? Karen? I've got an Eckhart Tolle one, which is, if not now, when? Beautiful. Megan? To be honest, um, it's mine <laughs> that I wrote in my book. Um, and it's just basically... That you are enough just as you are, regardless of whatever season you're in. And the more you celebrate and focus that, the more you will live in your strength. Very quickly, what would you like to declare on the air that will change your life this year? Karen? That you really can flip the switch in your thinking if you just decide to flip the switch in your thinking and have your life be however you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Megan? Honestly, it's that no matter where you are, that you are good enough, you are enough to create the life that you want and 
to go out and not just change the life of your for yourself, but change the life for other people. Andrea? Guys, if you could share who your top mentor is. I, I'm gonna, this Karen. Karen, I'm going to say that Lynn Twist has been one of the most empowered mentors, um, L-Y-N-N-E, Twist. She wrote The Soul of Money. Extraordinary mentor for me. Megan? And I would definitely say Brene Brown. And since it's Valentine's week and... I would really be remiss in not allowing someone to say how much people love who they love. Karen, you can give a shout out to who you love the most or one or two people. Go ahead. You know, what just came to my mind is my 90-year-old dad and his 82-year-old wife, my stepmom, because my mom passed. They have one of the most beautiful love affairs I have ever seen. I want to give a shout out to them. It's gorgeous. Amen. Megan? Um, to my mom and dad, my mom is 67 years old, um, young, and in a nursing home in her last stage of Alzheimer's. Um, so I want to give a shout out to them and to my strength tribe, is what I call it, my friends that have supported me throughout my journey. So the show goes by too quick, and I want to thank both of you for being mm-hmm. on the show. You are transformational leaders, and you are a stand for humanity. So thank you so much for being on the show. And I hope you feel like you've been amplified. We're happy to have you back at another time. Again, our sponsors are Big Events USA, Key Smiling Movement, and the Red Carpet Connection. And we will be back next week with another amazing show. So, Karen and Megan, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you guys so much, Ken. And we're going to be back in Orange County and San Diego and Los Angeles in the next week. So, hopefully you can keep this conversation alive and actually make a huge difference in the world this year. We'll see you next week. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard. 